And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. Today today is the 27th of June, year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again, man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James. Nick. Couple things up top for us here. One, 27th of June, it's my father's birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, Papa Hinkle. Uh, second thing, as is my as is customary, it's my job to keep you informed. Weren't you adopted? M- what an insane thing to like not lie about because you're not lying. You're actually asking. What are you talking about? I, I thought you were. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, <laughs> I wasn't. A, what the fuck? I'll bleep that. But what the fuck? I'm just... I'm I'm blown away by that. Where where did that come from? I don't know. I just thought I saw you were. So as is my job, I'm gonna speed past it. As you're, is my you're my son. As is my job on this show, I gotta keep you informed with like the memes going on in Pistons Land right now. A few weeks ago, we had Peton, and that came and went. It's not really funny anymore, but it's kind of funny. Uh this week, the new flavor of the week. Chonk Cade, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Have I seen this? Have I heard about it? I got involved in it. What happened? You didn't see that? I would no, I didn't see it. So obviously everybody was making fake. Cade Cunningham is looks like Chonk. Tom Hanks in Castaway with seventy extra pounds photos. They were all fake. Yeah, but they were funny. Well, it was it was like fine. Like I didn't participate or even acknowledge it until to go along with their photos somebody took one of my Cade stories and changed the the first few graphs to like make it sound like a story where he like gained weight and all this stuff and like my name was attached to it and like it showed the athletic so that's when I got involved and I was like all right I asked the person to take it down they did take it down gotcha and then that's the only time I said something about it after I said I said something one more time after that and that was it Gotcha. Okay, I didn't know about that part, so that sucks, and that's annoying. Good for the dude for taking that down. Uh, didn't know that, but Chunk Kate is funny. I'm on. I'm on board with that, and I've seen. I've seen edits of Ivy and Duran also, and they're great. I didn't see the Ivy or Duran. Like it's, like I like yeah. It's, I guess it's like I understand how it could be funny. I don't know. It's not funny to me because everybody was asking me if it was true. Like there were a lot of people. Not everybody. There were a lot of. That's people. on them. No, that's on them. There are for a lot of people who, don't, who haven't seen Cade in months. I guess. If you're, yeah, like not everybody's a diehard. They like the Pistons and are fans, but not everybody's like on the internet every day, like the people who made these photos and, and know what's going on. Good point. Yeah, I'm like, still going to roll with my it. Dad thought, my dad thought it was true, I think. 
He tweeted. I think my dad legit thought it was real. When he lives out of state, he hasn't. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. He didn't watch Cade's Monty Williams interview and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, On a separate note, since our emergency pod, uh, Asar and Sasser have both been uh, through their inductory press conference. I'll admit, I don't. I actually don't really have that many questions, comments, or concerns. I didn't know if there was anything just up top if that you wanted to throw in there about it or anything. Or do you want to speed past that? Um. Yeah, it was pretty standard. Nothing that uh, nothing stood out. Both seemed like really nice guys. Uh, I mean, Sasser's a bucket, and I've been mm-hmm. on. You know, I've championed Sasser for almost a long time now, right? Mm-hmm. Six ones generous. <laughs> six ones generous. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if he's six one, but hey, we've seen him get buckets. Are we talking like a? Is he a five ten and a half six one, or is he like a five eleven and a half six one? Somewhere, you get between. what I'm asking. Somewhere, here? somewhere in between. So he's like me. Okay, yeah. I mean, I could. I mean, a, a, a guy who's built like me could score in the NBA. So that's fine. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. I mean, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it was no. The press conference was fine. It was, it was fine. What do you got uh, coming out for us at the Athletic this week, James? Well, it's going to be the basis of our conversation. Heck yeah. Uh, free agency starts at the end of this week. So uh, we will have a brief conversation here about that. But on The Athletic, I, I listed five guys that Pistons could go after. And the biggest takeaway and the biggest kind of reason for the the column is to have this conversation. And since you haven't read the piece, I think this is a good way to start free agency. So my first question to you, assuming, which we should not assume now after like today and yesterday, but I didn't include Jeremy in the piece because I've been under the assumption Dame staying in Portland. I don't know if that's true now, but anyway, um, if Dame's gone, I think Jeremy's back in the conversation for Detroit. But who is... Like, if you could get guaranteed the Pistons get one free agent, who is it? Guaranteed, it would probably be Cam. But I'm also, that's a whole different spiel. That's not happening. I'm out on that because the recent reports suggesting that the Brooklyn Nets would match offers up to four years, $100 million. I'm not doing that because you have to exceed by, what, 15 or $20 million for them to be like, we can't do this. And so I'm just I'm not paying Cam Johnson thirty million a year. So that in well, my head well, is I not would, happening I would, at all. I would just say teams have to say that they're going to match anything before they actually have to match anything. So true. To, just to, just to put that out there. So Cam is your guy. Perfect. All right, you yep. ready? So this okay. this what I'm about to read to you is the basis of my argument, and I want you to answer this. Who would you rather have? Player A. See, I love that you're not on Twitter anymore. Thirty nine percent from three, higher volume, switchable defender. 27 years old, averages 56 games per season. Ooh. That's player A, okay? You lost me at the end, but okay. Player B, 38% three-point shooter on a little smaller volume. Not as good a defender, but still a switchable defender. 31 years old, has played in 70-plus games in nine of his 11 seasons. Book it. I like it because I'm okay. So which player are you taking? I'm taking player B 10 times out of 10. Do you know who player B is? I don't. Harrison I'm Barnes. trying to rack my brain. Harrison Barnes. He's on my list. So 
what the structure of this episode was going to be is I also made a list this morning of like my the way I framed it in my head and I was going to do it on the show was um, by the time we pod next week, here are five names that could be on the team. And Harrison Barnes was one of the names. And here's the thing, dude. You know, is he a little bit worse of a defender? Player A was Cam Johnson, right? Yes. Okay. Even if he's a little bit worse of a defender, I actually feel pretty confident with the roster that Troy has built defensively or at the very least the the, the defensive potential that they have. Right. So if you have to, like, hide Harrison Barnes on defense a little bit. He's not even okay. a hideable. Yeah, he's not even hideable. Like, he's he's not bad, so bad that <clears throat> you consider hiding him. He's just not Camp Johnson. And that's fine because I would also say, and the, this isn't. The even, value isn't, in him pay, playing 70 to 82 games makes makes up the makes the gap smaller that between them right. defensively right right um so that's kind of that was the point of my column today if you could get say you have to maybe give Harrison Barnes a little bit more money but you get a shorter deal so for example would you would you rather have Harrison Barnes for 2 years at a total of we'll say 46 to 52 or Cam at four years in 90-plus? Harrison Barnes, two years, $52 million. And I want to make this known, too, that I'm not saying that that's on the table or if that's a possibility. This is just me trying to help you guys understand possible scenarios for free agency. I'm not saying that that's on the table or anything. Um, yeah, which one would you rather have? Well, in my head, I've been thinking two-plus team. For Harrison Barnes, what do you think about that? Can I counter? Can I counter offer? You said two fifty two. Can I sure, go two plus fine. one with a with a team option? I'd do that. Um, and the thing I really respect about Harrison Barnes is for his entire career, he has been nothing if not a bag chaser. He does not care how bad your team is or how good your team is. If you will pay him, he will show up and he will play a lot of games and he's going to knock down a lot of shots. And his agent is the same as Cade's, Bagley's, and Wiseman's. And I think he's a he's a better three point shooter than you would kind of just think when somebody mentions Harrison Barnes. He's basically a career thirty eight percent three point shooter. Mm-hmm. Played eighty two games last year. And another thing he does well, he takes bad teams to goodish teams, right? Yeah. Early Warriors, Kings. Uh, even I don't the, remember how he was with the Mavs, but yeah, I can't remember either. Um, listen, Cam's probably the better player, even right now. But if you can get two years less and probably be just as good as it, if you had Cam mm-hmm. and you get to hit free agency sooner, why not? Even if you have to overpay. Like, I'm I'm fine with giving Harrison Barnes $26 million a year if it's just two years. I'm fine with that if that's what it takes. Do you think it would be that much? I'm saying if that's what it takes because you have to entice him to – Come to a younger yeah. team, whatever. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, that's true. That's true. There I'm, has just, to be I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I personally would rather give him two for fifty-two than I think to give Cam four for a hundred. I agree with that for sure. And again, I think Cam is a great role player, very good role player. But the injury stuff's serious, and I'll say this: if there's anybody who knows about the young man's medicals. That person is now in Detroit. What do you mean? Uh, you lost me there. Where did Cam Johnson used to play? Phoenix. Who was the head coach of your basketball oh, team? Oh, 
Nice. Yeah, good dot connecting there. So if if they are concerning, which 57 games on average is in only four years is interesting. It's You have questions. Um, Andy's already on the older side for being a four-year player, 27, for somebody that's only played four years. Yeah, yeah, um, And the question you really have to ask yourself is, Cam Johnson, the player right now, is he going to be that guy? Versus is there potential for more? And that's the, the big question you have to ask aside from the injuries. Uh, is he just going to be a really good role player, or is there, like a, is there a Miles – uh, Mikael Bridges in him, right? Or, a, you know, yeah, I don't know. Another, I guess, even speaking more to this, if you sign him to a bigger deal like that, give him a little extra money um, just to entice him to come here, it's also smart if he's You're on a two-year deal. talking about Harrison or Cam? I'm, I'm sorry, Harrison Barnes. Because within the next two years, there's a chance that Detroit could be ready to kind of go get one of those big fishes out there. And $26 million and if it's next year, it'll be an expiring deal. That's salary, something that the Pistons don't have a lot of right now. So that's nice. That's how you get Devin Booker. That's how you get Jalen Brown. You know what I mean? You got to sign Harrison Barnes to a $52 million contract. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's – I'm with you. I, I could – going either way, you could go – and, again, I'm not saying they're going to get Cam or Harrison. The conversation – it's just a conversation. You could make a case for either one, and I don't think either one would be wrong. Personally. You know, you talk you talk about durability and guys playing a lot of games. As it pertains to players that could be in Detroit, this is somebody that was on my list. And I did a little bit of digging because in my head I was like, I'm kind of out uh, on Tory Craig. Because I was like, I just feel like he doesn't actually play in that many games. I'm going to give you a number, and you tell me if Tory Craig has played over or under that amount of games in his career. Okay. All right. 65%. Over or under percent that many games for Torrey Craig in his career? Under. Under because we're playing this game. <laughs> he's played in 77% of his games. So he's like, fine. He's played in, he's been eligible for 492 in his career. Oh. He's played for 379. Played in 379. Oh, I see what you're, I, I'm sorry. I would have said over. Yeah. That's good. So, after I found that out, I was kind of back on the Tory Craig train. And I also think that that's a little bit more hey, realistic. Yo. I think it's <laughs> I think it's a little bit more realistic and something that we've talked about a little bit in the past. I think you've even floated that out in a few stories that there's a chance, right? Uh, I floated out. Well, I didn't I wouldn't say that. I would say that I identified him as somebody that would make sense for the Pistons. Okay. Um the the two guys that I put down uh Cam Johnson, Harrison Barnes, we already talked about, just did a little Tory Craig spiel. Another name that uh, shout out to Pistons Reddit and the Pistons Discord because they've kind of convinced me on this because there's just been the last few days there's just been a lot of talk about this. Uh, PJ Washington, you look at the list of restricted free agents out there and if you want to do like a comparison between Cam Johnson and PJ Washington, if age is a problem for you, then advantage PJ Washington. But the thing I think I like the most about him is he plays bigger than he is and he throws his weight around down low real well. I also like his floater a lot, and because Dwayne isn't the coach anymore, guys are allowed to take floaters now. So P.J. Washington, I think, is also cheaper, by the way. I mean, and he can space the floor. He can space the floor averagely a little bit. Yeah, averagely. One, I don't want my big men shooting floaters. So, no, I'm not with you on that. <laughs> Two, 
and everybody's listening to this is going to be like James enough already with the stew talk. Oh, I would go. I just think like I don't think stew's that far away from being based on what I think stew could be. I don't think he's that far away from being PJ offensively and he's okay. better he's already better defensively. I just wouldn't want to give I don't mind giving putting bringing stew off the bench for at the expense of somebody like a Jeremy Cam Harrison Barnes. I I wouldn't I don't think he's I don't think PJ Washington's that much better if he's at, is at all than Stu. In terms of impact in, in terms of impact on the game. Sure. You bring up Isaiah Stewart, I tell you what, he's probably looking at that Nas Reed extension and, and licking his chops. That four for what was it, fifty two million for Nas Reed? Yeah. I mean I think that's about the bar ballpark of what a stew extension would look like. Uh, I've said it. I think I've said it on here. If that was Stu's representation, whether or not you can agree or disagree with the amount of money this person makes, but I don't see how you ask for less than Bagley. Ooh, yeah, good. That's a good. That's a good call. Yeah. But here's my thing, is and I like Nas Reed a lot. I texted you yesterday, like he's a former one-time Motown Noah All Star. LSU legend Isaiah Stewart should get at least 55 if Nas Reed is getting 52 yeah I'm not mad at that he's two years younger love it uh better rebounder good defender and yeah I mean the shooting upside is there to me I know others don't believe but yeah what do you say I give you I got a few names here uh that are like fringe guys that like eh, they could come here, but I don't really think so. And we can start with one that's not exciting: Rodney Magruder. He's coming Do you back. Want it? I would, I would comfortably say that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I this don't know that to one. be fact. I'm not saying that. I just know that he was at the. I mean, he was at the Monty mm-hmm. thing and. Uh, I just, yeah, I'd be surprised if he's not gone. The only reason he would yeah, be gone is if, like, the team offered him, like, a rotation spot, I think. I think he'd rather yeah, he was, be a vet in Detroit than anywhere else. He was at the Monty Presser. Is that indicative of stuff? You know who else was at the Monty Presser? R.J. Hampton, who's not on the team anymore. Yeah, you're right, I gotta and that's tell you, why I caught myself. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if behind the scenes R.J. has a relationship with the Thompson Twins. If he does, then maybe disregard this point. But I thought it was so funny <laughs> That the report comes out that like the first two people that texted Asar were Cade and RJ Hampton. And I was like, does RJ Hampton think he's on the team? <laughs> like he was under contract when he sent that text. Don't do that. Come on. What? Be for real. You're not gonna say it's it, a- and I don't expect you to. I'm not putting you in any any sort of position. I am an RJ Hampton stan, bro. You remember what I felt when he came here. I say this with all the love in the world. RJ, he's he just wasn't on the team. When he sent that text. <laughs> what do you mean he wasn't on the team? He wasn't. If you, Buddy Bayheim sent what, what do you mean Asar he Thompson, wasn't on the team? He just got waved yesterday. I, because we all knew the writing was on the wall that he was not coming back. It oh, you're happening. saying like, oh, okay. You're saying he's welcoming his teammate and you're saying he should know that he's not going to be his teammate. Yeah, much. yeah, 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 oh. yeah. yeah. And that's why I say if they're boys, then it's different. If they have like a relationship and he's just being nice, that's different. But you I'm know. sure he is just being nice. He's what else is he supposed to do? 
I don't know. This is a I'm wild not, take. It's not a wild take. I believe this. It is. I know you do. It's wild. Why? So he's so RJ is supposed to know he's going to get waived four days later and shouldn't say welcome to Detroit to Asar. Like, what are you saying? You don't think he knew that? You don't think his agent had the inside track that like, hey, they're probably going to waive you and we should be looking at some other options. If he doesn't, then he needs to fire his agent. No. No. RJ Hampton, I, I, I think to a good home. This is wild. Please. Let's take a break. Today's episode is brought to you by Giorgio Armani Aqua Di Gio Parfum, a long-lasting and deeply intense men's fragrance that captures the powerful sensations of nature. The woody aquatic scent features notes of bergamot, clary sage, and patchouli, which create an intensity that is vibrant and aromic. Discover more at GiorgioArmaniBeauty.com. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City, with David, a sculptor, and his wife Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. I got another weird name for you. I want to throw it. I got two of them, actually. What do you think about the Pistons going after Terrence Davis? You think there's any traction there? Is he restricted or unrestricted? Restricted. Restricted. Uh, do you have his stats up in front of you? I can I can do it in uh, two seconds. Yeah. What's he um, shoot from three? Because if you're just adding Terrence... another defensive guy who can't shoot. I'm, 36 I'm, last year on four attempts, uh, 42 from the field on six attempts. Just tell me threes. Um, yeah, then that's it. He's yeah. just shooting 36%. How many seasons has he played? Two or one? Three. Oh, three. That's right. And he's 36 for his career? Well, he's been in the league since 2019. When, remember, because he was started with Toronto. Yeah. So you're yeah. saying he's shooting 36 for his career. That's what I'm asking. He shot 36 last year and coincidentally 36 for his career. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't hate that as like a plan J or something like that. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah, it's just kind of one of those things. How and this tall next is he? Guy, six four five. I think he's like six five. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Six four, six four, two hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know if there. I don't know where the minutes are. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it's like if you're losing a veteran at guard, do you really want to throw another what is he twenty four year old in the mix? Yeah, you know, like, I think I think not. he's a good player. I just don't. Yeah, if he's it's a different conversation if he's six six. Sure, six four. It's like he's a guard. The other one, and I think that we should actually talk about this team a little bit. But first, I want to bring up Iodasumu, who is also restricted this year. And I know I don't know how because he's a second round pick, so I don't know how his contract works. If there's like a team option and they can pick it, I don't know how it works. I don't know if he's actually restricted or what. But that seems no. His is like livers, so there's a club. I would imagine there's a club option, like right. They have to like the end of the week to pick it up. Yeah. 
I was getting myself really amped up. But then again, it's like it's a 23-year-old guy who it's like we know how good he is defensively, and that's kind of the identity that Detroit has historically liked to build. A guy like Io DeSumo who plays Big Ten basketball in the NBA, like that's what Detroit likes to do. Um, But the thing I want to talk about with the Bulls is – if you're Chicago, are how many like what assets do you have to attach to Lonzo to get him off your books and to just be like we're not this isn't happening anymore? Oh, there's, there's nothing. It would have to be like yeah, there's there's nothing. You may never play again. Teams aren't trading for that. What if it was attached? With, we may never play again. Like Patrick Williams or Iodasumu, and a lot not a lottery protected, but a top. 12 protected first. I guess it just depends on the team. Like, I could see, like, OKC doing something like that. I, you just don't to, even think – you don't think we'd bite? For Patrick Williams? Doesn't – didn't – That's a lot. But I, how much – what's Lonzo's contract looking like? Let's pull it up right now. Let's talk about this. Let's do this live. Lonzo Ball contract. Okay, four years, eighty million. Free agent in twenty twenty five. Got two year, two more years. So he has this year and next year. Yeah, uh, he's getting paid twenty point four this year, and he's got a player option next year for twenty one point three. Wonder if he's going to pick that up. Uh, and then he's restricted in twenty twenty five. Unrestricted in twenty twenty five. Nah, you're you're hoping. Nah, nah, you can't take that on your cap because you got to start. Nah, I wouldn't do that. No. Oh, what were you about to say? Is it finally that? Is are we finally getting to that time that Nick's been worried about for like three years, where we're going to run out of money because we have too many good players? No, first of all, you you can retain your own players pretty easily, obviously. And two, no, it, I just don't. You, they want to be better. I would just rather have as much money as possible for a free agency class, not this one. This free this agency really- class stinks. It does. That's what I was about to say is it just gets discouraging. And I don't mean it. I just think, yeah, like I think there's like probably seven guys that are really good to okay in maybe each position. And then it's, that's it. Yeah. What, uh, when are we high? When are we getting that summer league roster? I'm itching. I'm jonesing for Pistons basketball. What's I would imagine sometime this week. Probably. They leave on I, they they leave next Wednesday. So. I didn't even realize until like yesterday that Drew Timmy didn't get drafted. So I had heard I've heard that Wiseman is going to play summer league. <laughs> Just not doing I'm not doing Drew Timmy talk. James Wiseman's going to play in the summer league. That's what I was told. I was told uh, Isaiah Livers is going to play. Nice. I was going to told Duran is going to play. All these guys are playing at least one game, and Ivy's going to play. But I, I think Wiseman plays the majority of the time. Duran gets five minutes, and he's yanked for the rest of the, the tournament. Nah, I think he plays one full game. But I think Wiseman plays several games. That'll be pretty exciting. What was the – you see Brandon Millers out here wanting to play the California Classic and the Summer League? That's determination. That's grit. That's hard work. That's our guy. Get these buckets, man. What else is he gonna do? Going out to Sacramento to chill? No. I tell you what. How about the the, the Trailblazers? Pretty serious move. 
pretty uh, indicative of how serious they are about building around Damian Lillard that they got the brother of Keegan Murray. They got Chris Murray. They did it. Uh, yeah, I mean, no. You like Chris Murray? Yeah, you actually you got mad at me because when we did our first pre-draft pod, he was like the fifth name that I brought up. And we hadn't talked about Taylor yeah, Andrews or Jarris Walker or anybody. And you were like, what are you doing? And at the time, I, I was like, he's going lottery. What do you mean? I was being for real. I can I have enough objectivity that I can look back now and be like, yeah. Mm. Nah. <laughs> no. I'm fascinated with what Portland does. I think they trade Dame this week. And I think Cat gets traded this summer, too. You know, on the topic of looking at on your basketball team, every day of the week, Sunday through Saturday, I want Carl Anthony Towns on my basketball team. It's the one take that I don't think I will ever be able to get anybody to agree with me on. And I'm just kind of like, that's okay. Because I believe it in my soul that he's a winner. I really do. I think he's a winner. And he's just been screwed by an organization like I'm not about to do a whole thing where it's like he's just like Kevin Garnett because Kevin Garnett was 40,000 times better than Carl Anthony. Not that much, but he's better than Carl Anthony Towns. It's not like Minnesota's been the best franchise for the last 30 years. You know what I mean? And I think the Rudy Gobert trade was kind of indicative of what his entire career in Minnesota has been like. And the first time because of that trade, because of Anthony Edwards, People are finally paying attention to what's going on in Minnesota. Everything is awful, and it's, like, not fair. It's not a fair representation of what Carl Anthony Towns brings to the table as a basketball player. So, yes, do it. I mean, don't, because I don't want to give up anything that we would have to give up to get him, but do it. Let's take one more break. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Can I give you one more name that when I was looking at all of the free agents, you know, you talk about how, like, kind of a just a buzzkill it is, kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Is TJ Warren the ultimate guy? You asked me if you could give me one more name. I didn't answer. And I wish is I would have T- answered no. Is TJ Warren the <sighs> ultimate guy that you were sure at some point in his career is going to be a piston? And now we're kind of at the tail end of it, and you're like... <laughs> And you're like, it's not really going to happen, is it? Like, uh, like really, though. He does kind of like, feel like a, a last decade piston. <laughs> like, he would end up there in a trade. And, like, the end last up being good eight value, years. Like, solid yeah. value. Like a Reggie Bullock type. Get you, exactly. Get you a Svima Hailuk in, in another second. Exactly. It's like, for the last eight years, every deadline, we were like, the TJ Warren thing is about to happen. And now you're kind of like, is it over for TJ Warren? Like, no, I don't think so. 
But if it kind of is. super cheap, I wouldn't. I, I don't think that'd be a bad signing. Just to have a a guy with the potential to shoot on ice, kind of like where I'm at with Yuta with Tanabe, right? It's like I don't. Oh think, sure. I don't think Yuta's uh, Yuta's not a bad player. Yuta's fine. He is what he is. I I don't think he would crack the rotation over Livers or Asar or Bogey Burks. Obviously, maybe I'm wrong, but it's good to have a guy that can shoot the ball like that on ice in case the liver struggles or Asar is not uh, transitioning well. Like, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Those are guys like, okay, pro's pro, right? It seems like a pro's pro. Same like Rodney Magruder. I think if somebody's injured and Rodney has to play a game, I don't. I think at this point most Pistons fans are like, all right, it's fine. It's not like Corey Joseph where people were very upset. I think people – which shout out to Kojo um, – the the hate he got was like I understand like being frustrated but like it was just like a little overboard for a guy who like didn't do that like didn't, didn't play that anything. big of a rule big of a role right um but yeah I think Warren and like Utah are like those guys like just have pros pros on ice in case you need them TJ Warren though sneaky hasn't played in a lot of games in the last like four years yeah it's that injury. I think he didn't. He missed an entire year with like a broken foot or something, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. I tell you, dude. I said the Drew Timmy thing, and this is going somewhere. Don't worry. I said the Drew Timmy thing, and I was gonna follow that up with like, "Oh, shocking that nobody believed in the Gonzaga product because Gonzaga is just famously not. They're like a fake blue blood. Like they're not real, right? Those guys mm-hmm. never work out in the NBA ever. Who's the best player out of Gonzaga? The most rings, I think, is Adam Morrison. That doesn't count. Yeah, that doesn't count. No, but it doesn't count. But it, um, best I could say the best player in the league right now from Gonzaga, the only two I can th- three I can think of are Rui, Suggs, obviously Timmy in Milwaukee now, and then Kispert. We talked about him last week. We kind of like him. I think there yeah. might be something there. And, and maybe, um, maybe Rui unlocks something. Oh, Kelly yeah, Olenek. I, I forgot. Kelly, Kelly Olenek. Olenek. There you yeah. go. Brandon you Clark. Go. Oh, Sabonis. Oh, everybody's, wow. Everybody's sitting there yeah. yelling in, in their car. Yeah, yeah, Sabonis. yeah. Devonta Sabonis. Yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah. him. Sabonis is the best. Uh, and then, of course, they have Chet. I keep forgetting Chet went to right. Gonzaga. So this is where I was going with it, is the people who are like, watch out for Chet Holmgren's Rookie of the Year campaign. Can I tell you something? It's going to be really funny. When, like, sorry about the sirens, folks. They're driving right by. It's going to be really funny when, if he does end up in that conversation, like, nobody brings up the Ben Simmons argument. How insane was that to look back and be like, Ben Simmons shouldn't be able to win Rookie of the Year because he sat out for his entire rookie year and, like, he could watch film and, like, attend practices. And they were like, that doesn't count. You can't win Rookie of the Year. You basically played in games. You remember that? No. Ben Simmons won Rookie of the Year. Didn't he? Right. And they were pissed because they were like, he. this is technically his second year. And everybody was like, Who was but pissed? He, well, Twitter, but the world. Then the world, the media voted for him. The media is famously not what everybody thinks. Hold on. So you're saying Ben shouldn't have been eligible because it was technically year two? My brother in Christ, I am not saying this. I'm saying remember when people said that. Do they it's, know he's I, not the only one to do that, though? Blake Griffin did that. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty normal. Like, I think if you play less than five games your rookie year or ten games, you're still a rookie. 
Mm-hmm. I that's why. That. Yeah, it's your first when, season. When Killian came back for year two, we were like, I don't know, rookie of the year. Who knows? Could it happen? It's like technically he's eligible. Ben Simmons year. <laughs> but it's also like uh, if a European prospect comes over at 27, he can win rookie of the year. It's his first NBA season. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know people were upset about that. Yeah, I mean, that but was what did I? I'm sorry. Point. Where were you going with? I just I remember Drew Timmy, and now we're talking about uh, rookie of the year. Well, because uh, I was going to talk about more Gonzaga guys. Okay. More Gonzaga guys that I don't think are actually going to be good. And then I was like Chet Holmgren, but I was like, but people think that he's a sneaky rookie of the year candidate. That's right. So okay. I was just trying to get your. I was just trying to get your your two cents on yeah, that. Yeah, I think, I think that, he is sneaky uh, rookie of the year. Him, it's going to be him, Victor Scoot. Yeah, Asar was like I think it's like opened at plus twenty five hundred or something like that. Those aren't bad odds, yeah, but I just don't think he'll. I don't think he'll have the ball enough. I don't know. I think yeah. no, I agree. I just hope, because like this is just how it goes in summer league. I hope he doesn't just land funny or like someone steps on him <laughs> and it like. Why are you <laughs> saying this out loud? You don't. You, Everybody, all the Pistons fans are pissed right now. You're... No, 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 no. I'm not saying, like, he's going to suffer this, like, catastrophic injury. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying there's not some stupid little minuscule thing, and out of an abundance of caution, they're like, we're going to sit him for the rest of the summer league. Oh. That is my least favorite thing, is when you get, like, one full game, and then they're like, yeah, in a practice, he, like, tweaked his quadriceps, so we're going to sit him out until training camp. It's like, okay, why am I watching this then? I really hope there's not something dumb that happens. I'm not asking for him to get injured. I'm I mean, just saying. You just put it in the atmosphere. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you don't want to see that. And if I'm going to be out in Vegas, I at least want to watch. You know, if I'm out at Summer League, I at least want to watch their best players play. Um, so, I'm with you. Dragging you all the way out to Vegas to see Buddy Beheim. I hate Vegas, man. Oh, my gosh. I hope the league. I hope when the league gets a team in Vegas that they move Summer League. It, it's hot everywhere else in the in the country. Why do we have to go to the hottest place at the hottest in July? Like, why can't it be in Chicago? And there this, we go. And this is somebody who obviously has a 45-minute flight to Chicago versus a four-hour flight to Vegas, but Vegas is just too hot. And then it's like, okay, they're ushering these new these these kids into the league. In their first introduction, they're like, save your money. Uh, don't do dumb things. Get off Instagram. <laughs> Then the first thing they do is send you to Las Vegas after you get drafted. That's the very first thing they do. It makes no sense. Uh-huh. None, fam. Like, the Summer League should not be in Las Vegas. I kind of – here's my thing is I like that we aren't – And if you're gambling own... on Summer League games, like, 1-800-IT, please <laughs> – what if you're in Vegas? Can you do that? If you're like at a if you're like at a um a sports book and you're just already in Vegas, it's like the game. All right, well, they're already on. You're in Vegas. You're allowed to do it then. I guess, man. I just, I it's such ass backwards. Save your money. Don't show guns on IG. Uh, don't be at the videos of the strip club. Go to Vegas. Yeah, don't let a woman get her name tattooed on your face. That sort of stuff. I don't want to bring her up because she's doing what she's doing is for this. We're talking. I don't want to even. Yeah, it's don't working. Say her name. It's working. No, it's, it's working. working. I didn't you. say her name. 
It's working on you. You're keeping I up think, to date. You're keeping up to date with her happenings. There is against my will, by the way. I just no, want to throw that out there. You're fascinated by it. You're no, fascinated am, by it. I know you. I am not infatuated with this idea that there's this uh, this toxic relationship between Mariah Mills and Zion Williamson. I am force fed this content daily. No, you're not. You're not. Did you see the graphic that in the last like two weeks she has more tweets? about him than he has games played in yes, the NBA. I did see that. That was funny. That was really good. Um, I will say on the Summer League, though, one thing I do really enjoy, I, I like that we're not in our own stupid little bubble in Orlando anymore. I always hated that because Vegas was always where the fun stuff happened and where all the good teams that I actually cared about were. But when we're stuck in Orlando playing the Magic and, like, the Thunder and the Raptors, whoever it was that was with us down there, I'd rather hated it. Orlando. Hated it every year. You just want to see your team play. Who cares who, who plays? I want to see my Vegas team stinks. play in a venue that isn't an empty gym. I thought that was cool, but I'm also in a different situation. Yeah, I saw a graphic that was like um, what the average NBA fan, like which NBA teams have their fans spend the most money on like concessions at games like which nba fans what teams spend the most money um which on teams food? charge the most or like well no which it's arenas like which charge the most which how much money the average fan of these teams oh. spends so the clippers were number one it was like 80 something oh it wasn't san antonio no dude they weren't even top 10 really? chuck's been lying come this on whole time. chuck i thought it was san antonio them girls them girls eating them churros we were eight and i was like hold on that's skewed because a hot and ready at LCA is like $25. Is it? It's not $25, but it's like ridiculous. It's I mean, like I know I can get a, like, I know I can get a slice at Comerica for six and a full pizza for like 18. 18. There you go. I was going to yeah. say 20 originally. So there you go. We'll just go with that. I feel like they got to upcharge it because it's like, well, they're owned by little the Caesars arena. Too. Well, yeah, that too. Uh, you guys, I don't know if people know this. So, obviously, the Pistons and the Red Wings both play at LCA, and the arena provides media food. The Pistons media does not have to pay. However, Red Wings media has to pay, and it's the same meal. Illich owns the building, and he owns the Red Wings. I'll just leave it at that. I know Max is pissed. Shout out to TG, though. I get a free meal four days a week. I know you're missing that. Oh, man. Fam. I haven't had a vegetable. Like, I haven't had a vegetable in like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get back to LCA. I need some veggies. I tell you what. Yeah, you know what? I Tom doesn't charge the media, and Illich does. You know what? Uh, food, I just – not really like a food specifically – more like a topping that yesterday for the first time in my life, I was like, I don't care. I'm just, I'm not going to eat around this. I'm just going to eat it. And I was like, Oh, this isn't bad. Sour cream. Got some loaded fries. There was sour cream on them. Usually I would eat around it cause I don't like it, but I just, I went full sour cream full. on a baked potato or loaded fries is the best. It was potato um, skins. Well, what was crazy is I was eating the sour cream and I was like, bro, these, this tastes just like the Lay's chips. I was like, this is good. Because I like the chips. Yeah, sour cream and onion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the very same. You seen this? You heard about this? I like it now. <laughs> good. I'm glad. It's I, I have a 
I don't like a lot of white sauces. I have a white sauce phobia, but sour cream is the one I eat. I got over the mayo thing because it's usually hidden in my burger. So I like don't see. I agree with you. I'm actually with you on this, but I'm fine with mayo now. Um, yesterday, I also I finally just, got I'm, to do I'm just scarred because when I was – sorry to interrupt you to explain my – people are like, what do you mean a white sauce phobia, right? <laughs> and I'm not going to get into too much detail here because – we have people who listen with their children and all that stuff. But I just remember one of the first news stories I remember as a kid is involved a Taco Bell employee. So uh, ah. I always kind of yeah. spitting as in I got food. older I, and then I got older and I remembered that. And I'm like, yeah, you just never know. And I've yeah. seen waiting the movie. Have you ever seen waiting waiting? Who's in that? Ryan Reynolds, uh, Andy Milanakis. Uh, if it's Ryan Reynolds, then no, don't, don't really like him. Uh, waiting's pretty funny. It's basically just like they work at an Applebee's or like Chili's equivalent. And it just shows all the gross stuff that they do to employees that make them mad. I did get to do something yesterday. I got to cross it off my bucket list. I finally ordered a Jack and Coke. I did it, but they didn't have Jack. So I got whiskey. <laughs> So you haven't checked it off your bucket list. Well, I ordered it though. I ordered asterisk. I ordered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the it's a Mickey Mouse Jack and Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the when the Lakers won the championship in the bubble and they called it a Mickey Mouse ring. It's a Mickey Mouse Jack and Coke because it ended up being like I don't remember what whiskey it was, but yeah. All right, can we end on this? Sure. Um, Let's do the most famous Mandela effect. I was reading something on the Mandela effect. You know what that is, right? (laughs) Yeah, where is this coming from? I was reading something like recently, like something popped up on my timeline timeline about the Mandela effect. And I was thinking like, it would be fun to do with Nick. Like we'll pull up some stuff and see what we think, <laughs> if we recall. So I will just say for our listeners, the basketball portion of the show is over. So if you Oh yeah, we're almost <laughs> done with the pod. Like we, <laughs> yeah, we're done. Like we touched on No, you're free, good. You're straight. You're straight. Did you're we good. touch Let's we touched it. on free agents, right? Yep. We had the Barnes Cam conversation. Yep. I think Ishmis should come back as a vet who doesn't play for these young guards. That's um, a good end of pod nugget. Or not nugget, but just an opinion. Yeah. Um and we talked about Yeah, we talked yeah, we got out of here. All right. You're a goal, dude. Real quick. Curious George has one. Are you ready? Yeah. What could we possibly remember? I'm reading something off a website, uh, so this is what they say along with Curious George. What could we possibly remember incorrectly about that curious little monkey from popular children's literature? There's some debate about whether or not the character is illustrated with a tail. Many remember Curious George having one in the book, but no, George never had a tail. That's not true. I never remembered him with a tail. That's the one I don't. No, I'm saying I do. Let me Google a picture of Curious George really quick. Yeah, he doesn't have one. Curious George. This one I actually... Go ahead. This one is... This one I actually... This is like the first... My first ever introduction to like the Mandela effect like years ago. You ready? Okay. The Baron Stain Bears. While we're on the subject of children's book characters... Sorry, I can't read right now. We'd be remiss without mentioning that sweet country bear family, the Baron Stain Bears. Wait... Do you think we've hit a typo? Many report that the family name spelled Berenstein with an E-I-N instead of an A-N, but no, they are the Berenstain, the Berenstain Bears. I always thought it was Berenstein. 
But no. I was I was gonna correct you and be like, it's Berenstein. So there you go. It's not though. It's Berenstein. Right. No, I'm saying there you go. Mandela yeah, effect yeah, proven. Yeah. There you go. All right. Let's do two more. Um, I haven't seen this one. Yabba dabba do with the Flintstones. All right. Hold on. They're the most popular Stone Age family. Shout out to Flint. But with such international recognition, why is it so many people don't know how to spell the Flintstones' family name? A lot of times, the first T in Flintstones is dropped. With the animated brood referred... Dude, I am... What is going on? With the animated brood referred to as the Flintstones. Nope, their name has always had two of the letter T's. I mean, people didn't know that? That that was the Yeah, I knew... Yeah, I got that one. People thought it was the Flintstones? That make that's kind of how you say it. It's like a soft T, Flintstones. Like, so oh, maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm skewed because I'm from Flint. Yeah, sure. So, I yeah. never I'd never seen that one. This one's legit though. Star Wars. Ooh, lock in. In a galaxy far, far away, the Mandela effect exists. <laughs> yes, the phenomenon. Oh, I already know what this one is. I already know what this one is. I just learned about this one actually not too long ago. Yes, the phenomenon. Because I don't watch Star Wars. The yes, yes, the phenomenon has even infiltrated Star Wars. While even the most diehard fans of a quote essential to the movie um, is Darth Vader saying, Luke, I am your father. But that's not what he actually said. That's not what he says. That's not what he says. What does he actually say? He says, no, I am your father. Okay. I See, I've never watched Star Wars. I'm right. So I right? just assumed it was Luke. I was Luke. I am your father. But yeah, he says, no, you are correct. All right. Should we do one more? Or should we just get out of here? Because I can't. Even is it a good it one? Right now. It could be. I don't know this one. Snow White. I wouldn't know. I don't watch independent m- movies. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, this is this. So this is what. Do you know the song "We Are the Champions"? Bro. Okay. Do you know it well? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think so. All right. So this is. I was reading something on this Mandela effect for "We Are We Are the Champions." You ready? And we'll end on this. <clears throat> With so much renewed publicity around rock icon Queen since the release of Bohemian Rhapsody in 2018, music lovers are taking a closer look at their hit, We Are the Champions. It became an accepted notion that lead singer Freddie Mercury passionately ends the song by singing by singing of the world, but that didn't yes. happen in the recording, as evidenced by lyrics. So they're saying that We Are of the World is not at the end of the song. Uh, I... I don't know. The I don't song believe well that. I don't believe that. But I guess maybe I don't know well enough. Yeah, I don't know the song well enough to know if that's exactly how the song ends. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed uh, Mandela James's Mandela Effect yeah, Corner. Yeah, James Mandela Effect Corner. We will uh, give us five more for next week. You're gonna have to come back with five more. We'll be here if if they don't sign anybody. We'll be here. If they don't sign, you know what I forgot about? I forgot about Killian punching Mo Wagner in the back of the head. He didn't punch her in the back of the head. Well, it's funnier now in retrospect that every all parties are okay and the suspensions have been served. It's way funnier to be like, yeah, he knocked him out. Yeah. Shout out to Man, those shout out to Mo. Those Wagner groups just uh keep catching L's. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe Funny guy. if you're feeling generous. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, Spotify, you can also leave five stars. We will catch you guys in the next one. Why did you just like cut yourself off? 
I always will leave a pause there. What the hell no, are you you're like, about? if you're listening on Apple, Spotify. Because I because that's the part where I say I, I already did the Apple Podcast part, and that uh, you're, then I go if you're all, if you're listening on Spotify you, you can also leave. Yeah, I messed up. Okay, kind of stuff. Peace. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.